Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag K-I-P, hashtag K-I-P. Help me to make KIPP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I pray that you are having a tremendously successful, anointed, super fantastic opening first couple of weeks to 2022. I hope you are being blessed beyond measure and that God's favor and his hand is upon your life. Today is a very special day. Today, I have uh, one of my favorite guest hosts with me today, or should I say hostess. This is an individual who has worked with me for over 38 years years, 38 years of being a soundboard and a springboard into new endeavors and leadership, having someone to talk to to make sure that you don't fall into some of the pitfalls of ministry. She is my helpmate, the revealer of the enemy. Many of you call her LS, but she is my queen and she's on the air with me today. And well, well, just welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy 2022. We are excited about the possibilities, uh, the things that are going to come to our doorstep, the newness of life for us. So I say welcome to Kip. We love you. We appreciate you listening audience. And we are just praying for you. And we want you to know that you are loved. Hey, I, speaking of, of, of love and celebration in this audience, you know what I missed? What's that? I miss celebrating our anniversary. <gasps> we did. Oh, my goodness. We did. Last Friday, <laughs> the Last 7th. Last Friday, the oh 7th, was the one-year anniversary of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I forgot all about it. For some reason, I thought I started this week. week the 14th. But it was last week. I just looked it up, <laughs> did the research, 
And I'm saying to myself, oh my God. But you know what? It's okay because we're only um, six days late. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. Thank God for his favor yes, and his you, enduring Lord. love for us. Um, and I'm excited to be with you guys. I didn't think I would make it a year. You remember when I first started? I did. Uh, nervous yes. and rubbing my thighs and just trying to figure out if uh, I was saying the right thing. <laughs> and Lord have mercy. <laughs> but you know, the irony of it is that when God calls us to do a task, oftentimes we are, you know, nervous and afraid and all those things, but we just go being nervous and afraid. We just go in obedience. And so he blesses. <laughs> so I really did go nervous and afraid. And some of you, of course, <laughs> you think the translation from being a pastor to a podcaster would be like a piece of cake. But they're two totally different yeah. mediums. <laughs> and they have two different audiences and, and the reactions of the audience you cannot see. So it's a very different experience. But the Lord is blessed to get through it. And we are now celebrating our second year together. Yes, we are celebrating our second year. It's absolutely unbelievable to be at this place and, and just to thank God just for another yes, year. Yes, it's exciting. It's exciting. But we're going to be introducing this year. We're going to spend more time together uh, with a series that we call Simply, Simply Us. us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Simply Us is just, just, uh, that. just that. Just the two of us coming, having candid conversation talking about respective topics, and there are tons of topics. We also have some other things planned for this year. I wanted to do more guests last year, but the, just the whole process of making transition and learning how to air guests from different locations, and we're working on all of those kinds of trainings right now. Yes. So we'll be ready to uh, move into that at least by the second quarter. Don't give it a date just yet. We want to move when God tells us to move. Okay. So don't give it a date just yet. Just yet. But yes. we are going to be doing that at some point in time as the, as the Lord leads. And just really excited about having the opportunity to talk with you guys today. Uh, last week, I dealt with the topic, setting the stage for kingdom influence. This week, I want to be a little bit more specific. I want to deal with the selfless servant. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll start by defining what a selfless servant is. A selfless servant is a leader. Uh, he or she is an individual who puts the needs of others above themselves. A selfless servant should be recognized by his peers and followers. In other words, people should respect them. But uh, the key is that they don't need to be applauded or, or to receive accolades in order to, to be... Feel to feel accomplished as a leader. Exactly. You know, you, you should need these kinds of things. You you just know that God put you in the position mm -hmm. and you have to walk out your salvation in that position. Yes. Being confident in God and not in how the people treat you. Right. Or in your own ability. All right. So he, here's this, the next point, um, which is very critical. Uh, they don't need to be recognized by people. In other words, a leader who needs inordinate recognition in such a way to be the center of attention of the room is not a leader per se, but an egotist. Mm -hmm. And an egotist craves the attention of others at the expense of other people. And they will put people down in order to be lifted up themselves. And you see that sometimes in, in ministry. And, and people have to understand 
that the role of a leader is not to diminish the people that are under your authority, mm-hmm. but to increase yes. the people that are under your authority, <clears throat> uh, under your authority, to expand mm-hmm. their giftings, their abilities, yes. um, uh, their talents. You said it there, giftings, talents, and abilities. You know, a, a good leader sees that in the team that surrounds he or she, and they strategically place them where their gifting lies. And then they cultivate that gifting, you know, within the person. And everybody has a place. Everybody has their unique style. Everybody has, um, you know, their voice, you know, in their own um, place of occupancy with uh, on the team. So if that be true, then you applaud them where they are and you use them where they are. You know, you don't make them feel less than. You um, applaud them, you increase them, you love up on them, and you help them to grow. You know, it's like an eagle. When the eagle, when the baby eagle is ready to leave the nest, the mother takes them, takes them up high, and just lets them go. And that eagle has to fly. But only when the mother know they're ready. Only after the mother has taught them. Only after the mother has trained them. And so then that's a key and a critical component to leadership development for the selfless leader is to pour yourself into the people that are on your team and to support them or scaffold them at the place of their uh, development. So if they're at a level five and you want them to attain to a level 12, then you have to be patient enough as a leader to allow them the time to transverse level six and seven and eight and so on and so forth. However, mm-hmm. at each level, you need to celebrate them. Right. You know, you encourage them in their failure, mm-hmm. uh, but you celebrate their, their successes. successes. Yes. You know, so when I say <laughs> you don't encourage failure, but you encourage them when they fail. Yes. Because you know, as a leader, that there's no way that you can walk in a path of successful leadership and not spend mm-hmm. quality time mm-hmm. uh, developing from your failures. Right, and just to add to that, with your team, you have to know your people. You have to know how to, when they do fail or make a mistake, you have to know how to constructively say what you need to say to them. You can't, it's not one size fit all. Because you will, you know, just shut them down. You will wound their spirit. And that's not the goal. The goal is to constructively, you know, let them know this is what you did. This is what should have been done. So let's work on a plan to get you to this point right here. You know, you have to know your person. Some people you may can get, a, a you know, a little firm with and, and maybe escalate your voice a tad bit. But you can't do that with everybody or you can't be, you know, very genteel with everybody. You, you have to know your people and what they need and how and what they respond to because we're all wired differently. That's a good point. That's a good point because you're going to have uh, extroverts on your team. You're going to have introverts on your team. You're going to have ambiverts mm-hmm. on your team. You're going to have people that are, are leaders, uh, potential leaders on your team. Yeah. You have managers on your team. Yeah. And you also have workers on your team. Exactly. And so I guess the best deployment of each team player would be to find their highest. And best use. And best use. Exactly. All right. That That's a good uh, place to move on to the next uh, one. And I'm going to give you 12 points, uh, probably not in the context of this one setting, but we're going to go over 12 points and hopefully um, this will help you put your together your leadership team 
not only for church purposes, but some of you are developing businesses, some of you are developing nonprofits, and we we want to encourage you, and I, and I think we just talked about it a minute ago, but probably revisit it again, but training, 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 training is crucial. It's critically important. All right. So then a true servant leader is a facilitator. He or she knows how to make others look good around them. And they understand if the team looks good, they will automatically be blessed as the chief servant leader of that team. And, and so good team management or good team leadership makes its own gravy. Yes, it does. Yeah, I had to think about that for a minute, but absolutely, yes, it does. Um, you don't have to coerce. You don't have to try to rule by iron fist. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is pour yourself into your team and love up on them, support them. And when I say support, I mean both in the facility of the component of the job, ministry, or whatever it is, but also with them on a personal level to a small degree. They need to know that you care. It's not just about work, work, work. They need to know that you care. Jesus loved up on his disciples. He loved up on people. It wasn't just about, you know, his thing. I mean, he came to deliver salvation, yes, but he also loved up on people when he saw there was a need. It's just not about, you know, you I need this, I need that. What about what they need sometimes? We need to be, as leaders, we need to be sensitive to the people that serve and, and, and make us look good with their service. And and I, that's a very good point. Uh, you talked about uh, one time on Offset, we talked about uh, warm fuzzies, uh, but meeting the needs of, of people, as my wife said, is critically important. How do you meet the, we know how the staff produces and meets the need of you as a leader in terms of production and, and productivity and so on and so forth, but how do you meet their needs? How are you, as my wife said, sensitive mm -hmm. to what they may be going through? We have to have a sensitive eye and a sensitive ear to the heart and the pulse of our team so that when someone is going through it, we can shift maybe the environment for prayer, shift the environment for, for console or, or uh, empathy or sympathy, but being ready to meet them where they are. We may not need to have a meeting in a sterile office environment. Maybe we need to go to a restaurant, mm -hmm. and as a leader, you need to treat. Exactly. Now, if you can't take them to a fancy restaurant, take them to a mid-level restaurant. Take them to Whataburgers or... <laughs> it was Whataburger. Or Whataburger, <laughs> Burger King or something. But, <laughs> you know, you may not can't go to the Capitol Grill, so that's okay. <laughs> but show them that you care. Show them that you love them. And if you can't do that, make some hamburgers at your house <laughs> or salad Just or cater a meal. Do something. And you can always find something to do that will say, hey, I care about you. I care about not just what you do for the, 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 the corporate setting or for ministry, but I care about you as the person. And that makes all the difference in the world. You talked about happy team. Oh, yeah. When your team is happy, 
they want to come, they want to serve, they want to work or whatever position, whatever kind of, you know, atmosphere this is, they want to be there. I mean, they come in pumped up. They come in there excited. They come in there, you know, with a mind to get the job done. You know, they're just not on autopilot, if you will. It's just not they get up, okay, I got to go to work. I got to go to church. I'm on this ministry. I got to serve. No, they come in there with an expectancy. They come in there looking to see how can I make this day better? You know, what can I do? What can I contribute? You know, that's the mindset when they're happy. So what about this then? A true servant leader recognizes the gifts of others. He recognizes the gifts of others and understands that these gifts work together to increase the effectiveness of the organization and ultimately the body of Christ and the kingdom of God at large. I see that in, in such a way that as a leader, we cannot be myopic in our thinking. In other words, it can't be my way or no way. Mm-hmm. There has to be a, a, a framework of, of, first of all, a clear communicated vision, then a clear framework of understanding of what the desired outcome is. And then you give the worker or the, the person in your team a blank canvas to get it done. Yeah. You know, um, I know with past jobs that I've had and in, in, in different uh, venues, you know, I don't need a, uh, a micromanager. Give me the end result. And then let me find my way to produce what is needed. You know what I mean? I don't want somebody lording over me. Give me the particulars. Tell me what your desired outcome is and leave me alone. I don't need that. But there are some people that do need a, a micromanager, you know. They need that. But everybody doesn't need that. So, you again, you need to know your team. You need to know your staff. So they need to have diversity. Watch this. Diversity of management style. Even in your training. I, I was a teacher for many, many years. And I learned that I had to have a diverse teaching uh, methodology. So, one... Some students are auditory learners. They mm-hmm. learn by hearing. Mm-hmm. Some students are visual learners. They learn by watching and seeing. Yeah. You know, so I have to have a video of some of some sort. Some students are Tech. kinesthetic or tactile. Tactile. <coughs> tactile learners. They learn by doing. And then there's some that, there's another combination, I forget, it's read and, and read and writing or reading. And it's a combination of the other two. But the point of the matter is there are different kinds of people in the context of your ministry. So here's a case in point. When you're developing your leadership style and you're developing your management of your team, you have to use different methods to accomplish the same result or to share the same thing and allowing people the opportunity to receive what it is that you want them to do mm-hmm. from a variety of avenues and a variety of genres so mm-hmm. that they literally grow. Uh, some people grow because they heard it more than once. Other people grow because you hit their... Uh, revelatory nerve. Uh, their revelatory nerve or their, <laughs> learning, their learning style. Yeah. You hit their learning style and they the light bulb goes off and they're off and running. And now you have this successful group of people who've been trained at their leadership level, at their learning level, and the product is, is endless. Yeah. Because yeah. people are excited when they know what they're doing. Exactly. And they're excited when they know you believe in them. 
That's, right. That's key. When you're when your leader, when you're on a team player and you know your leader believes in you and your ability, even if you have not gotten to the point where they want you to be, but if they know that you believe in them, they will work and they will do what they need to do. They will take classes. They will they will level up, okay? They will level up. All right. So then true servant leaders is a third point today. True servant leaders are selfless individuals who have developed an understanding of the need to spend time in the face of God. And that's critically important. I, I just don't believe, and, and I know I'm still growing in this process, you're still growing in this process, it's part of the leadership journey, but there's no way that you can operate in the kingdom. There's no way that you can operate a team in the kingdom. There's no way that you can produce in the kingdom for God and you haven't spoken to the king himself. Exactly. I, I think it's it's a priceless, the impartation that we as leaders get on our knees, reading the Bible, and sitting for long periods of meditation to allow God to speak to us so that we can speak to the people. It's one thing to have head information. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to have divine information. It's something that has literally come from God. It's a, it's an impartation. It's a, a spiritual mandate. It's a word, an in due season that speaks to your team, speaks to them where they are, and helps to motivate them from point A to point B. And it motivates you as a leader when you see their response. When you see the fact that, hey, God gave me something. This was really successful tonight. Mm -hmm. We had a, a great time. We were successful in the office today. We had a great time. The team was inspired. Mm -hmm. we, we got a, a second quarter or third quarter in front of us, and we're going to take this, uh, this uh, lesson or this project by storm. It makes all the difference in the world when you spend time with God. And if you're leading today and you are doing so much that you don't have time to spend time with God, I'm going to tell you, you're doing too much. You're doing too much and you're not doing enough. You're doing too much because you are busy, but I guarantee you, you are not productive. You are not at mm -hmm. your highest and best, and best use. Yeah. You're not there. And also, you're growing, you're expanding, but you're malnourished. Exactly. Your foundation is not sufficient for the building or the operation that you actually want to have if that foundation is not shored up in Christ, if the foundation has not been dug by the Holy Spirit. You're doing too much if you are uh, working yourself to the grave in excessive hours and yet, you could get the same amount of work done in less time by slowing down, taking time to sit at the feet of the Father, hear what God has to say. And this is proper for business. This is proper in the healthcare industry. This is proper in the ecclesiastical or church industry. Mm -hmm. Whatever industry you're in, if you really, really want to be successful, you need to learn how to listen to God. A, pray. B, uh, study the Word of God. And C, 
sit quietly and let God speak to your heart. Hey, we've enjoyed this time together with you. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. This version is called Simply Us. And we hope that you are blessed and that you heard some principles that will help to make your leadership style successful in whatever walk of life that you are doing. Now go forth and influence the nations.